Elisha 6, Prophetic Courage and Believing God's Impossible Words David W. Palmer 2 Kings 7 1 NLT This is what the Lord says, By this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, five quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver and ten quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. Yesterday, we saw that Elisha's prophetic words from God had overcome the evil of Samaria with a supernatural action of love. This kept the Aramean raiders from invading and looting Israel for a season. However, because Ahab and his son's reigns were evil in the sight of God, they thwarted his protection, the Syrians returned. 2 Kings 6 24 MKJV, And it happened after this that Ben-Hadad king of Syria gathered all his army, and went up and besieged Samaria. Because of this siege and after being locked inside their walled city for an extended period, those inside ran out of food. 2 Kings 6:25 NLT As a result, there was a great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 pieces of silver, and a cup of dove's dung sold for 5 pieces of silver. This situation was so serious that as Israel's king walked along the wall of the city, he came across a horrendous situation. Two women were fighting over eating their children. See, 2 Kings 6:26-30. The king was devastated. As leader, he was responsible to solve their problems, and in truth, he could have asked God for help. Instead of offering a solution, consulting God's prophet, or calling for prayer, this is how he responded. 2 Kings 6:31 NLT, May God strike me and even kill me if I don't separate Elisha's head from his shoulders this very day, the king vowed. Amazingly, and in a way so similar to what happens today, the king didn't blame the enemy he didn't look at himself to discover that his own sins and the sins of his father were to blame for this disaster. Instead, he turned against God and blamed him, but because God is invisible, he focused his accusations, guilt and frustration on God's mouthpiece. 2 Kings 6:33 NLT And the king said, All this misery is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? This statement implies that the king may have been hoping in God up to this point. But sadly, when the testing pressure became great, he dropped all faith or hope in God. He instead turned his anger and failure into a death threat against God's mouthpiece. This leads us to ask, why was he so angry at God and God's prophet? As we read yesterday, Elisha's word was that he should not kill the Syrian soldiers when Elisha captured them, but to give them a feast and allow them to return to their leader. This worked and deterred their invasive raids for a season. But later, they did return and besieged the royal city. So, instead of realizing what God was doing, or at least trusting him, the king decided to kill the prophet. Today, we are in a similar position, evil seems to have taken over in many spheres, government, entertainment, the arts, media, education, corporations, and even certain areas of religion, etc. In a sense, we are like the king in Israel. What he said, his subjects did, you could say, he got what he said. In a similar way, Jesus said that we can have what we say, if we believe that what we say will happen, see, Mark 11:22-23. The king blamed God and wanted to kill off his voice through his prophet. What is to be our response to our circumstances, rising prices, threats of lockdowns, shortages, wars, spy balloons, natural disasters, and more? Do we trust God or blame him? Do we drop our hope and faith in God? and then start blaming him and are speaking outcomes of disaster that he hasn't spoken? To encourage us to continue believing that God is working a far greater plan than we can see with our natural eyes, let's read on in the story of Samaria's siege. 
2 Kings 7 1 NLT, Elisha replied, Listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says, By this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, five quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver and ten quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. The next word that Elisha gave from God seemed bizarre and totally impossible. It was almost as if God himself couldn't make this happen, but he did. 2 Kings 7:16 NLT Then the people of Samaria rushed out and plundered the Aramean camp. So it was true that five quarts of choice flour were sold that day for one piece of silver, and ten quarts of barley grain were sold for one piece of silver, just as the Lord had promised. Tomorrow, we will look at how this came to pass, but for today, let's encourage ourselves in the amazing truth that with God absolutely nothing is impossible. If He says it, He can bring it to pass. He promised Israel's king, in the middle of a devastating siege leading to famine so severe that the residents had begun eating each other, that there would be an abundance of cheap food the next day. Even though many would not believe this, God did it. Let's keep our eyes on God today and remember His infinite ability. And let's not turn on His prophets at this time who seem to be prophesying what looks impossible, justice to all evil people, abundant provision and supply, worldwide revival, millions coming to Christ amid much joy and celebration. Remember. Malachi 3 6 NKJV, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Jeremiah 29 11 NLT, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 1 12 AMP, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am, actively, watching over my word to fulfill it. Ephesians 3:20 AMP Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly more than all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers hopes or dreams according to his power that is at work within us